It's Friday, one day before the weekend. You know, I feel like Friday night is actually like weekend is on. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what it is, but ever uh, all my life, even in in school, you get to Friday. I feel like Friday doesn't even feel like a real work day to me. Yeah. When when I actually, not that I don't work right now, I don't really ever have a day off. Because I pretty much work every day, but I don't even mind that. Yeah. But mentally, even today, even though I will be working tomorrow, yeah, I'm like, I think today I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. Yeah. Like right now, I wake up and I'm like, oh, today's, I'm kind of off already in my head, even though I'm going <laughs> to work. not. I mean, is that crazy? Yeah. Like, do you I guys know. think the same way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, but Friday is like nothing. Yeah. You bring on Monday and you're like, oh. Yeah. Whole and I don't week. know why, because it's really no other different than any no, other day. No, it's not. Yeah, I think we're programmed to think that way. Yeah, it's not, like yeah. Friday was payday, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. Except yeah. for back in the day, I worked a job. You got paid on the first and the fifteenth. So whatever yeah. days those landed on, okay, that's what you got paid on. Killing the theory. I didn't like that. <laughs> What'd you say? I said killing the theory. Yeah, I'm just trying to I, I didn't it out. like it. It's Mentally, <laughs> it screwed me up. It goes along with what you guys are saying. Yeah. Mentally, I, I didn't like it. Yeah. Mm. Didn't work for me. Yeah, I don't like that either. Kind of. And then I've worked a job. I've worked lots of jobs. I worked a job you only got paid once a month. No. Yes. No I way. Did. I'd quit. I hated that too. <laughs> we have to budget. Yeah, that that's very budgety. I never. I, I've really never budgeted, which is. <laughs> Landed me in hot water. I was going to say. And it's also caused me to rise above. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's all in how you. It is. It's all, all perspective. In the stability in which you look at your finances. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Well, true, really true. biblically, if you're a good steward. Yeah. Then you're going to be okay. Yep. If you're a hot mess. <laughs> me. Uh, I think funny. everybody at one time or another learns. I mean, some people are just like, Heather. Has always financially, I've known her since she was pretty much in high school. Yeah. And I have known her to be financially secure as far as in her thought processes. And some would say, well, that's because of, you know, being a younger mother and things like that. No, no. Yeah, I would say opposite. That's not true at all. Yeah. That's not true at all. What's the excuse for people who don't have to, like, that, like, have gone, I lived on my own. At 18, what was my excuse? Right. I had none because I was an adult too. I still screwed up big time. <laughs> but like she's always been, some people are just, mm-hmm. so it's when it comes to finances and it, she should not have been because she really wasn't trained. She yeah. kind of like taught herself a lot mm-hmm. about how to be an adult. Yeah. Um, she didn't have a, like the easiest of upbringings. Um People loved her, but I'm just saying she didn't have, like, that's something she taught herself. So I'm just saying, like, nobody has an excuse. Yeah, no. To be a hot mess. Nope. None. Because <laughs> some people just got it. Yeah. They just, I know. they think, they I process. Know. I know. They do. That was not me. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I don't know. Like, were you guys really great with money? No. All your life? No. Sarah's no. You're no. Taya is smiling. just learning. So <laughs> She's just uh, smiling. She's still in the process. <laughs> Just uh, learning. Like, you have a nice little savings account, though, right now. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's the first time in your life. Yeah. Because we busted your chops big time. <laughs> yep. Um, but 
on on having no money. <laughs> but yeah. you've turned the you turned the tide, and yeah. you're you're not even eighteen yet. Exactly. So you still got a lot of stuff to do. But I'm just saying, even you're like getting it at an early age. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know where we went with that. I don't know. <laughs> just that it's like Friday. Friday. Yeah, it's Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. I'm super excited. Yeah. If you if you need to be saved, Friday's today. Today's the day. Today's the day. Okay. I told you on Wednesday, today's the day. So if you've put it off, it's a lucky you're alive because you would have went to hell on Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and any time before now if you, yeah. you know, yeah. if you didn't do it right. and you waited on me. That was your mistake. <laughs> you waited on me. <laughs> That's your mistake. Oh um, so let's go through the go. Let's go through the things. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll hit the uh, hit the the first topic that I want to address. Perfect. Okay. So if you are on Facebook, what I want you to do is I want you to like. I want you to comment who you are and where you're watching from. And then if you're not like if you haven't liked our actual like Hope Hotline page, go do that too, real quick. And then hop over to Rumble where we have got a whole conversation going. So I got to start and just say hi to my mom. She's in Mexico right now, and she's finally sending me pictures. So, hey, mom, I'm glad you're joining us from the beach. It must be nice to live a life of a traveler. What is it it called? A nomad? Yeah, she is. Her and my dad. She finds her home wherever she goes. I know. She's just, her and my dad are just chilling on the beach in Mexico, living their best lives. And I love it. <laughs> so Must be nice. We've got a bunch of people. And did we figure out who our friend was? Was it Daniel? Did he say? He didn't say? Okay, we have one unknown person on Rumble. And Logan's on. She's joining us live. She also said that the military is first and 15th, too, for paydays. So she gets that. That's probably when I worked for the government. That's probably when go. it was. That's probably what I it was. I did not like that. Yeah, exactly. I would not like that either. Um, and then we've got Sean on, and he said that the Twisted Fork was hopping last night with some Foundation Church people doing some line dancing. What? <laughs> so we're missing out, people. We got to get back. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said it was a good That's night. That's interesting. The, it's just the twisted fork yeah. apparently has got some good eats. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, they do. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I heard the service isn't that great. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not at all. Sorry, twisted fork. Yeah, I'm, I know, guys. I'm not going to be. I mean, it's been I'm a few not months. Gonna lie. But yeah. I. Okay, Sarah said it's iffy on the food. Oh, okay. I so mean, maybe it's what you pick. But some people absolutely love the food. Yeah. Everything I have. But is I've heard good. the service, no bueno. Yeah. That as well. So maybe you just go on the nights you're going to dance and you really don't care when you get right. served. Maybe eat right. before you go. <laughs> and then eat just pick you go. and have a little sneaky snack there. It's like the bowling alley. Yeah. You better have something to do while you're waiting because that service always stinks yeah. at the bowling alley. But like you you don't expect to eat anything really good at the bowling alley, let's face it. Right. It's almost like gas station food, except for Wawa. Yeah. Wawa's good. Wawa and Super Day. Oh, Super Day. Super Day. I, yeah. Kills it. Super Day. Like, that shouldn't even be a gas station. I know. Super Day should be a restaurant. Right. With a gas station, like, on the side. Yeah. Not gas station. Yeah, Guy Fieri on the line. What is that? Right. <laughs> Diners, drive-ins, yeah. and dives. 100%. He needs <laughs> to go to Super Day. He does. He'll be going, like, that spike blonde hair would be, like, going crazy <laughs> if he went into Super Day. Oh, my God. He'd love it. Oh, they got so no- Super Day. Nobody's got nothing on Super Day. No. Like, even, like, no. Cheesecake Factory. Come on. I've, I've had Junior's Cheesecake from Brooklyn. Like, their yeah. original yeah, yeah. Like, bakery. 
Super Day is that is better. I'm just Super Day. Like if you don't know Super Day, like some of you're going, where the heck is Super Day? I'm about to like open your blow your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna like blow your mind. I was about to say something else. <laughs> Listen, Super Day. Super Day. It's all in Inglewood, East Inglewood. Yep. Yeah. It's right there on 776. And what is it? They call it 772, but it's also Gasparilla Road. Mm. 771. 771. Yeah. So 776, I would say Gasparilla Road, which will take you to to Boca Grande, but a lot of people say 771. Mm -hmm. I I thought it was 772, but I'm glad you corrected me. 771. So right there on the corner, there's a Publix, and it's directly across the street. Yeah. It was blown away. By the uh, mm. hurricane, but they got their signs back up. They didn't need a sign. Everybody knows. Like I'm just saying, yeah. go in there, get good. some good eats. <laughs> Super Day owes me big time. Yeah, I was right gonna now. say, send us so a cheesecake. <laughs> I drove past there yesterday. It was everything I could do not to go <laughs> in there. Get me some cheesecake. Oh, All right, God, go so ahead. Good. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. All right, so we've got uh, Sarah on and Daniel's joining us live. I just saw you in the um, parking lot, so hey. Um, Barb is on, and Sean said that there is a lady that goes to Twisted Fork that looks like Hope, and she was there again. Um, and Logan said that the reason that the service is no good because we don't spend money on alcohol. So, I mean, there's that. Um, but anyway, so everybody, hey, and Rumble, if you can, make sure you're following right underneath the um, live feed. You'll see a follow or unfollow. If it says unfollow, you're following, so don't click on it. Um, and you can click on the thumbs up, and you can comment if you want to leave something that will stand the test of time, because um, it, it will not if it's in the live chat. If it's in the live chat, it's going to disappear. Um, and then we're over on YouTube as well. And so if you want to subscribe, there's also a notification button. So when you subscribe, you can also get notified. There's a little bell. So you can click on that. And then we've got Black Robe and our audio podcast, um, always available in case you aren't able to just sit down and watch live and you just want to listen on a drive or whatever. It's always available at Spotify or Apple Play or Apple Podcasts. I always say Apple Play, Apple Podcasts or anywhere that you can do podcasts. Um, and we have the send in your questions. Definitely always need questions. We have some really interesting ones coming up, ones that we haven't really touched on. Um, so I'm excited to get to those ones. And then we also have our merch and we will, I need the hat to take a little photo of it and we'll add this to our collection and then it will be live on um, our shop very soon. So um, if you didn't see, Hope showed the hat last week. So if you just pop on to last week's podcast, um, and that was the last one in February. So a couple days ago on Wednesday, she, you can see what we're going to be selling. Um, but if you just wait a little bit, we'll have that live for you guys. And you can purchase that on our foundationchurchfl.com. And then you click shop. And that's it for today. That's good. Now look at how beautiful uh, Vanessa looks. I'm I looking know. Look at that girl. Look it up. Mahatsi Tatsi. Girl is looking better than normal. And it's just, sh- it's just a shocker. How could she look better? <laughs> I know, than normal, seriously. But today she does. Mm. I've got a hot date after this. Ooh, That's <laughs> okay. So it's your is it your wedding anniversary or dating anniversary? So both. Oh wow! What? We got married. I didn't know on that. One year dating anniversary. So March first. Are you kidding me? I, I I know it just so happened to land. I that have way. never heard of that before in my I life. Know. So sixteen married, seventeen. 
That's super so cute. So you got, you got <laughs> married within a year. I was engaged. Did she tell me this already? Mm, I, don't I don't know if you knew. Yeah, I don't know. No, you told us the story about how you met. Did you not? Did you not tell us you got married within, within the year? year. Then. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I think that's right because you said you knew he was the one God told you. Okay, we were engaged within like three months. Yeah. I know. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When the Holy took me Spirit... three years to say I love you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Almost three years. <laughs> Oh, holy moly. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not because I, listen, I knew like within six months that I loved him, but I wasn't saying it. Right. (laughs) Right. I ain't saying it. (laughs) That's a big deal. Yeah. Apparently not. You're saying, yeah, apparently not. Three months engaged. I know. Well, he, he was older. Jeff is 10 years older than me. Yeah. So he was older. He was. He doesn't look at that. He was praying for his wife already. Like he knew. Yeah, he and knew. So whenever the Holy Spirit, the Spirit gave me the green light, we're like, let's let's do let's this do thing. this. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like he's afraid. He's afraid. It's like somebody might grab that chick. Oh, yeah, I gotta snatch he her a up. Good ca- uh, catch. Yeah. You are a great catch, but <laughs> but both of you do not look. I mean, both of you. He I does know, not he, look. He, he ages looks, like fine wine. I know. He, he looks does. great. He's ridiculous. Jeff He's looks... aging backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff looks fantastic. He's turned into a teenager. So. You're done good, girl. I know. I know. <laughs> On paper, though, he was a hot mess when uh, I first met him. We know, we know this. But <laughs> to know him is to love him even still to this day. <laughs> he's not a hot mess, but. No, like, but he's still a little rough. He has rough. no filter. He's a little rougher on the edges still, but. He's mo- he's more New York than you are, and I he know. isn't even from there. Well, he is. No, he wasn't born there. Yeah, upstate New York. Oh, upstate. Okay, because yeah, the, he does not act it. He does not yeah. but talk he, like he it. He hung out in the Boogie Down Bronx. I mean, is, is he why. does act it as far as he has no filter, but yeah. <laughs> as far as like, you know how there's some people from New York are kind of like they think they're the thing. Yeah, Jeff does not act. Right. Yeah. Jeff right. just says whatever's on yeah. his mind. Yeah. But he doesn't think he's the thing. He's a very humble person. Yeah. I think. I think I he's the thing. <laughs> well, that's all that matters. <laughs> you, you're, you're looking like you think he's the thing oh, right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got plans for, for the night. Yep. Maybe. Anniversary. <laughs> well, it's probably not you. It's probably him. <laughs> you just know that he has plans for the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. The, the crock pot. <laughs> That's right, girl. <laughs> the crock pot is is on. Oh, oh my gosh! He, he's counting that it's it's set for six hours, <laughs> maybe four. <laughs> and when it's done, it's done. Uh, oh, oh that's great. That's all I'm gonna say. That's great. <laughs> Where you got? Sarah's left the building. Set Where's Sarah? There's her head. There she is. I know. What are you talking about? You just came off your cruise. Yeah. You know about that crock pot. <laughs> there were some microwaved dinners, too. <laughs> Air fryer, whatever. Microwaves. Lots that was of good. cooking. Lots of cooking. On the cruise. <laughs> are you not allowed to cook on the cruise? No. They do all the cooking for you, all Sarah. All of it. All of it. Look at her face. <laughs> I need another camera. What? I need another camera. I need a camera over here so we can get their faces. Yeah, yeah, we do. Well, yeah, we do. 
Well, your your parents okay. are on vacation right now, Tracy. They are. Don't even want to think about that. Nope. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Moving right along. So what are we talking hey, listen, about today? <laughs> how do you think all that was brought in? No, wait a minute. All, <laughs> all that was brought into the world. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she yes. is. Go, Kim. Go, Kim. Go, Kim. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think we need to talk about short engagements again. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> short hey, engagements. There's, there's good stuff in the hallway, girl. Oh. I know what's going on. Good stuff in the hallway. <laughs> okay. She's asking me to get her nails done, and I'm like, oh. Can I have a snack. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's daughter's in the, in the, here for the podcast. She's begging. I thought she's begging for some treats. No, mm. she's begging for her nails to be done. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bye-bye. not that you care. They do. Not that they it matters. Us. They love us. Listen, we're, I'm going to keep you apprised of what's going on in the in the room right now. Yeah. So, hey, I really, really want to address this for grandparents and parents. Like, some parents already know this. Some pe- people don't because they have very young children. So, I sent... I, I, listen, I go to Walmart to innocently buy my girl... Uh, Brinley, like, uh, I don't know why. It probably was for no reason. We, we, had a, we had a slumber party at my house like two weeks ago, me and Brinley. It was when Norma had got her teeth, her wisdom teeth taken out. Was it that week? It was that week. So it was like just last week. It was Wednesday, I think. So me and my girl, me and my girl um, go to, so it was an evening of, going out to dinner then getting up then we got up we went out to breakfast and then I told her I said now she had she had plans at eleven thirty. so before she had her plans that she had to do I was like let's go and let's go shopping and then you can go do your plans for the day so we go and I take her into Walmart to just let her pick out a couple things she needs to have them all around her because she, she knows that I love her <laughs> when she's playing with them. So I go there and we are shopping down the aisles. And lo and behold, put that picture up, Tracy. This is what I see. That doll. And then what do you got to say about that? Tag? I've watched that show. That's a show. It has nothing to do with being gay or anything. Well, no, because Trace Heather looked it up. And it absolutely does say that it does. That show is about like a fashion school. Okay, and I'm telling there's you There's no right characters now, that are gay. Well, I don't care, but she said she looked it up. I was like, is that homosexual? Is that transgender? Look that up. Somebody look it up right oh, now, because oh, Heather oh. did look it. I was like, what is up with this, Heather? And she's like, let me look it up. And she said it absolutely says that it is. Now... If I'm proven wrong, then praise you the Lord. But people need to know. Like, there are other stuff out there. Are you still looking? Yeah. What's it saying, guys? And, and, and if Talia watched this and it is homosexual, then we got to go in her brain <laughs> oh, and renew it. my gosh. What's it saying? Because she's, she's obviously I mean, whacked. <laughs> she's been indoctrinated. 
So it's hard because you like just obviously when you find Google, I'm going to pull this up for a second. Well, Google is that one. I know. So this one says Bella partner. Like what? It, like, is that this? Is that a rainbow? High? I haven't seen her in the show. So okay. there might have been a new season that come down. But, so, uh, but now, it now know. there's a new season. Mm-hmm. I said there might. I don't know. Uh-huh. I'm okay. looking right now. Okay. Yeah, we'll get like, it. So when it like obviously on Google, who knows? But it says the backstory of the franchise revolves around an elite high school for visual arts uh, featuring students who represent colors of the rainbow. But that's all that I'm finding right this second. I know. I wish Heather was here. I didn't tell Heather I was she doing found this it because Heather would have like snapshotted what she yeah. found. Um, but like, what coincidence? It's the rainbow. And what does that yeah. mean? It represents all the colors of the rainbow. What does that mean? Right. Yeah, I'm not finding. Is it's, it subliminal? <clears throat> like Disney? I right. don't know. But I'm just saying, we as parents, even if that isn't, that bothers me. I was so mad when I saw that. What are you two laughing at? She's texting me. <laughs> I thought she found something. I know. No. She doesn't. What's the name of the show? It's Rainbow called, High. I've not Rainbow seen anything. High. Have you like, watched that? Have you or do you know anything it's about it? Show. Rainbow no. High. No, like literally the show has like nothing in it. Like now people might take it that way. But I've watched this like show like two times in a row. Like all three seasons two times. Like off the top, like when I first, like I wrote Rainbow High Transgender Gay and nothing's like, I mean there's Reddit obviously that are saying like, change my mind or something but it's i can't find anything like yeah i don't, I don't know i know so we might have to come back to this one but i'm but. just saying it's so that that's okay so that's good that i didn't know that was a show yeah and there's nothing bad in it no huh interesting Parents, like, listen. I know. Be mindful and watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Kids are watching. I didn't know that was a show, but even what they're playing with, because there's other ones. Like, there's other dolls right now. You can like, like I don't know if parents know this, because like Logan's got small a a baby. She doesn't know, but like I'm just saying, like um, you wash their bodies, and then there's private parts that show up on the bodies. What are we thinking? Mm. What are we thinking with this stuff? We are literally indoctrinating our kids. I know that you know which one it is, but you might not know it's those dolls. Your kids have played with them, not your kids necessarily in general. Like, I know that Heather does have some of them, but she's very picky about the ones that Friendly plays with. Like, there are certain ones she won't let her play with because they do do that. Like, you stick the doll in water, and then certain things show up on the doll. Mm. You know which one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah, it's LOL dolls. LOLs, yeah. Like, what the heck? I don't know. Can't we just go back to Barbie and Ken? <laughs> but even there, woke. But even there. All right, it's like. I know. All of them. It's so way. bad, man. Yeah. People, mm. I don't like it. Yeah. We'll move to the first question, but I don't like okay. that. Yeah. It bothered me. Like, it literally bothered me that spiritually speaking like what's happening to our kids like there's a reason why they're doing all of this stuff we need to like that part of the resistance and the restraining and to occupy is that we pray over our children 
but we pray over these things that they don't infiltrate and they do not, that there's no, people aren't capitalizing on this stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That this stuff gets stopped. It doesn't just stop at the political level. It stops at the Disney level. It stops at, I mean, in the libraries where they're having, you know, woke uh, children's hour, like story times and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, we really, when my kids, I didn't even have kids. And I would write or support different legislation that protected the the kids' uh, school systems, keeping, like, certain uh, people out because of the things that they were wanting done. Even if you don't have a child or if your children are grown, you're a grandparent or you have, you're single and you have no intention of getting married or whatever, we have a duty. We have a duty to protect these kids. We want them saved. And if they can indoctrinate them into perversion, that's an easier way for these children not to be saved. Because it says a reprobate mind is very difficult for someone. Once you get to a reprobate mind, it's very difficult for you to bring them in and and, and to save them. And part of uh, the the reprobate mind before you is sexuality, and so and homosexuality is part of that. Like it's very difficult once you get to that type of perversion mm-hmm. for you to turn the tide. And it's, it is scriptural. So, <clears throat> like, we really need to be after this with our kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, big time. And that's, I think we just think, well, my kid's safe. They grow up in my home. Like, if you don't pay attention to what they're playing with or where they're hanging out or what they're watching on their, on their phone or their device, um, or maybe it'll be your grandchildren because everybody gets... Uh, things get um, more lenient, more liberal as the uh, generations go. So my thing is, let's just be really attacking this. Even if that doll isn't what we think it is, there are plenty of other things out there that are. And so we just need to be really diligent with our children and what's happening with them and um, what they're, they're... their hearts are being opened to by, and it, everything everything flows through the heart. And we have got to protect and guard their hearts. So enough said on that, but I did, I, that bothered me so bad. I was like, I'm going to hit that subject. And you know, I told, I, I, I was seriously thinking about this. I'm seriously praying about this, but I am seriously, I, we, need, we do need, I was thinking, I was telling um, you guys a couple weeks ago, we do, do need, um, certain, I would love to have a great parenting hub that you have to have people who have been extremely successful, who all their kids are saved mm-hmm. and, um, not ones that still have kids that are, that are like, you need them, their kids to be adults. Right. And all of them, you have to have that person have had to have a great six, a track record or the kids are now saved. Like, I can't have just anybody do that. And if you don't have somebody who has a great success rate, uh, then what people will go, well, you're a kid, yeah. and they'll totally eliminate everything you say. So even if they are qualified, they'll be disqualified mm-hmm. because they don't have all their kids' ducks in a row. So 
But I was thinking, man, I'm thinking maybe I should just write a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Biblically speaking, and not, and I just don't. Even, I'm like, I don't even know where to go. But pa- people are lost because there's yeah. a lot of people who did not have good parents, and so they don't even know how to parent. And James Dobson's book helped me with um, disciplining, but it didn't teach me how to be a good parent. Yeah. And the Bible has got a great breakdown on it, but some people just don't even know where to find it. So I might just do that. I just don't know. I don't even know where to begin, though. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how you write a book. Just if do I'm it. supposed to do it, God will help me. Huh? Yeah, you just do it. Just do it? You just start writing it. Ask Sarah. Sarah, how do you do it? Do it. Sarah, have you written a book? No, but I'm supposed to be. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Um, that helps me in no way. But you just start writing. You just start then, writing. Oh, I would never. Figure I, I, out how to put it together. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, maybe you just figure out the topics you want to hit. Okay. And then you start writing the topics. Yeah. But, like, how do you know that? Like, I mean, I, that thing might last forever, and I don't want one. I want, like, a little teeny tiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. pamphlet, but. Like mini book. book. Yeah, like a mini book. Because I would, n- like, I don't have time to write, read books anymore. That's a good idea. Start with the topics and then, like, mm-hmm. go the most, from there. Go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. the different chapters. Yeah. That you would hit. Yeah. Now, this really makes you feel like we're in your living room <laughs> having a, having a, a conversation. Brainstorming. <laughs> we're brainstorming. Welcome to right our life. Now. Yeah. And I'm taking up time to, uh, to answer questions. I know. I was like, mm-hmm. that's. That's a problem. Parenting yeah. is, is a tough thing for people. It is. And we have so many people in our church that are like newly saved. Mm-hmm. Like how did, where, where does it begin? And it's hard because some people are so dogmatic about like everything that they think. And then there's some people that are like totally hands off. Like I don't even know where to start. So it's like such yeah. extremes, like super, super strict. And then like, I've, I don't know and where I've to even seen start. This, I've seen, I've seen the super, super strict. I've seen it. And it comes back to bite them in the butt. Yeah, I agree. Because there's hypocrisy. I agree. Oftentimes, the super, super strict don't follow the very rules that they have set for everybody else in the family. Right. And it comes back. There's a balance to everything. I agree. If you're going to be super, super strict, make sure you're doing it too. Correct. Not rules for thee and not for me. Right. Or like something close enough. Like they'll say like, you know, no candy, but then they're drinking soda. You know what I mean? Like there's always something oh, yeah. where it's like, okay, well, I, don't, I, I, I totally agree. The super strict thing. Oh, I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like no sugar, but then they're sneaking off eating a candy bar. Right, right. Yeah, right, I get it. Right. And you don't think the kid's going to find out yeah. later on in life? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And it just or does. everything's got to be organic. Right. And then you got to like. <laughs> Keep up with that. Yeah. Good luck. And then you find out nothing's really organic because it's all a lie. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, yeah, I know. Okay. It's true. I, I know. People don't understand, like, it's not really organic <laughs> that you're eating. Yeah. I, fig- I found that out. We found out a little system, right, from Deb? Oh, yeah. About nine right. is fine. Yep. What is what? There's a little trick when you go to the grocery s- store. Mm-hmm. If it begins like the code. You got to get really close. Nine, then it's organic and non-GMO. So nine is best, four is okay, and then three is like bad. Everything so is like, my everything I eat is a three. No, <laughs> <laughs> I can pretty much promise you that. No, like the vegetables, they're like um, what are they called? Um, what is Bill Gates trying to do with the 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 stuff? Like and bioengineered. bioengineered. So oh, like yeah. threes, like bioengineered. bioengineered. So stay away from threes. 
but um, like nine, palm, nine. nine is fine. But like pomegranates, it's really hard to find a nine pomegranate or oh, really? uh, dragon fruit. Those are ones that are like little, pretty difficult. Little, yeah, they're kind of like have helped to be made. So yeah, anyways, mm. but I love pomegranate. But, me too. But, but it's too difficult. Just give me the juice. <laughs> I know. I, I've already tried. Me and Tommy have tried to suck one seed at a time. It's yeah, miserable. there's like a way to like peel it and all kind. Yeah, but I watering. I, I know they're I so good. It. I know I love <laughs> Talking them. Talking about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. But it's too difficult. It is. It's like uh, for me, it's like Maryland crabs, mm. blue crab. Mm-hmm. People are like, it's so like you gotta eat a lot of crab to get full. And I'm like, it's worth every it's, single crack open of I that know. shell. I agree. But other people are like, not me. It's too much work for a little bit of meat. And I'm like, so good. What I'm used to, but a pomegranate. Too much work, <laughs> not a lot of meat. Hey, I don't have the I don't have the time. Just give me some juice. <laughs> they have like seeds now. Like they actually can like buy them in the little containers, and they're just their seeds, already done for you. Mm. Yeah, it. but the seeds you like have to eat so many seeds to like really mm-hmm. too hard. Okay, <laughs> way too hard. Okay, I'll just take the juice. All right, let's let's, let's take a question. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I have a question about dealing with extended family. When you go to the same church and listen to the same preaching the pastor preaches and they don't live by biblical principles and do exactly opposite of what the pastor preaches, how do you separate yourself from this type of relationship? I've asked the Holy Spirit how to handle it, and he repeatedly tells me to just pray for them, even though I see them losing friendships and respect from church family. I know their hearts, and they don't mean harm, but it's just not biblical. That's a fun one. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Nothing like going to church with family. <laughs> <laughs> Especially difficult family. Yeah. yeah. Um, I said, I, I'm going to say, like, family situations can be super tough. And um, I got to be very careful how I answer this question. Because if I cause a family riff... That would not be good. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be very, I'm going to tell you how to handle it biblically. I'm not going to give you any of my opinion for the most part. And if I give you my opinion, I'm going to say, this is what I would do. I'm not suggesting you do it. But if you do do it, it's your own liability, not mine. Does that make sense? Because I'm like a, I'm a toughie to a certain extent. Like how... We handle things in the likely home. Most do not handle mm-hmm. that way. Do I think that they should? Yeah, I do think that they should. But that might be because I think that I'm right all the time. <laughs> That's true, I do, for the most part. I do think I'm right most of the time. Yeah. Um, until proven otherwise. And then I have no problem. Well, that's not true. <laughs> I do have a problem, but I still will do it. I will still apologize. Do I like it? No. Do I want to do it? Heck to the no. Mm. But I will do it. So, um, and if you're not willing to apologize and you're not willing to admit you're wrong, then don't go this route because it's only for the strong. (laughs) But um, listen, when you go to a church and you go to the same church, what happens is there tends to be a lot of gossip. 
it makes it super easy for gossip to happen. Um, it can be gossip about the leadership. It can be gossip about other friends or other people who attend the church. And it's very dangerous for if you, if you have kids and your kids are present and maybe they have kids too. And the older the kids get, the worse that it is because kids um, that are teenagers are already fighting tooth and nail to try and figure out if they believe why they believe what they believe. And so all you're doing is opening in a door to justify potential sin in their lives because innately they want to go off and experience the world. And when you gossip or when they gossip, all you're doing is justifying them to walk away from the church. And that helps them. So, and then if they're younger, what happens is kids remember things. And sometimes they repeat them. Sometimes they'll now treat somebody that you've gossiped about or they've gossiped about differently. Um, And then they grow up and they will remember it. And then that will help them to walk away from the church. All of it is, so if if they are gossiping, gossiping with you, then you have a duty and the Bible is very clear to shut it down and tell them to go and talk to the person that they're gossiping about if they have an issue, and if they don't have an issue, but they just want to gossip, that's even worse. I, I have seen more people leave churches over gossip than anything else. Gossip is a killer, and it's a cancer. And you know, it's so funny, because when I, can, when I see uh, a group of friends leave the church at the same time, I always know they were gossiping. And what's so funny to me is is they will leave the church over what they feel is justifiable. Uh, And it may not even involve sin. It may just involve that they are bothered by something or they're offended by something. And yet they leave the church, think that they're justified in leaving, but really in all actuality, as they walk out the door and they take their friend or friends with them, they've sinned. They've sinned, so they're offended and have sinned, and they'll be held accountable for that sin. But they feel like it's all right. And I just sit there and go, you're offended by either someone or the leadership of the church, yet you're the one sinning, and the leadership of the church or the person that you're offended by has not sinned. Does that make sense, ladies? Yep. Yep. And it makes me want to laugh the whole entire time because I'm like, if you don't think that's going to come calling, you are sorely, sorely mistaken. It will come calling. And people think, well, I have the right to be. And I'm thinking, if you're gossiping, you won't. I've seen it so many times where people have left in groups, not a church split. We've never had a church split. We've left, had people like maybe two couples or three couples. I think the highest has been like four couples all leave at the same time. They all repeat the same genre and, and expect no one to know that they've been gossiping, but they all have the same thing that bothers them. And you know that they've been talking. They've been gossiping. So I, I literally want to say, well, yours is sin. Where, where has the church or the person that you're mad about sinned? They have it, but you're sinning. And then all of them leave together and they're the best friends. You know, they're all the united front. And then, like, two, six months down the road, they have no relationship with each other. You know why? Fruit of the poisonous tree. Fruit of the poisonous tree. You want to lose your friends? 
You want to lose your family? Gossip with them. Gossip with them. You will find out that it will turn on you. And it always does. I haven't seen it once not happen where people who have left together have stayed together. They've never stayed together. They've always dispersed, been, eventually been offended with one another or just the relationship fizzles. Because what was, what was binding you together was a solid relationship and a friendship at the very beginning when you were in the church and it was pure and it was holy and then sin seeped in and then it made you look what you loved and you appreciated. You now find a commonality of gossip and critiquing and criticisms and, and just unhappiness or offense. And then that very thing that was so pure, sin seeps in, destroys the relationship you have with the church, and then it will eventually destroy the relationship you have with the people that you're gossiping with. It never lasts. And fa families are like a family unit, unit needs to stick together. So don't allow gossip to infiltrate your family, but help, hopefully, um, if you stop the gossip between the two families, then you'll be able to stay together. It's very, very dangerous. Biblically speaking, your job is to tell them to go and speak to the one they're offended or have the issue with. And the other thing is, is don't talk with them about it. It'll eventually make you be whatever their problem is. You'll start thinking the same thing or you'll find other fault with other people. It's not good. It is not good. Um, and, I, and I have done that with my family, just so you know. Not maybe over a church, but when there's been gossip or there's been things that have been wrongly said, I have done it. It's not fun. It's not easy. It's not pleasant, but it has to be done. Mm -hmm. It has to be done, especially if you want to keep that relationship pure and strong and let nothing come in between it. Um, but it will cause awkward moments. The air in the room will be sucked out. Mm -hmm. Everybody will want to go, mm -hmm. but... It is what it is. You got to do what is right. Um, speak the truth in love. But I was just saying this to my mom. You can try and, I think I said this to my mom yesterday. It might have been somebody else. No matter how, yeah, it was my mom. No matter how much you say the words in a loving manner, truth oftentimes offends so much that it's irrelevant that it was said in love. It's now an offense. And you can say it as nicely as you possibly can. And people will, everybody's so concerned about tone all the time, but it's irrelevant about the tone if you tell somebody the truth because the tone is now not even an issue. It's what was said that's the issue. So people always say it was the tone. It, and then if the tone is correct, then it's something else. When really the truth is, it's the truth that has taken the offense. Um, let's see. The last thing I'll say about this, which is so true, oftentimes the reason why people are behaving and saying and doing things a lot of times is because of pride. There's something that has caused them to be prideful in a certain area. And that pride will destroy. I mean, the, the word is clear. Pride comes before destruction. And so if you... Um, if they don't want to receive what you have to say, then that's going to be pride. If the offense or the gossip or whatever the issue is with whomever in the church or the church itself 
a lot of times it's pride. It's pride because no one will listen to me. No one will validate me. Um, No one will, you know, give me what I feel like I deserve. All of that stems from pride. And so if you can, if you can speak the truth and they receive it and pride is removed, then you have a chance of of having a, a very good relationship. But the word is very clear about being humble for a reason. Most people are not humble. Like I said, I don't like saying I'm sorry. There's a reason I don't like saying I'm sorry, because I have to battle my pride in saying I was wrong. No one likes being wrong. They don't. Some people can overcome being wrong more easily because they're more humble. And I am not that person. I'm not that person. I've, um, I am not the most humble of individuals. I've had to learn to be humble because I married a man that like has said that's not acceptable, that's not biblical, and you got to fix that. So I've had to fix it. But it's still not it's, but the thing is is you can fix it and you can go to somebody and you can apologize and you can do it biblically correct doesn't mean you like it though. Doesn't mean you enjoy it. Doesn't mean you like it. It doesn't mean that you've cornered the market on being humble, which is something that I have to work on continuously um, because I grew up in a home that that's just not, you never said you were sorry. You never said you were sorry. Everybody just swept it under the rug and kept going. That is a very dangerous thing. That's why I'm grateful that I married the man that I married because he does not allow it. And when we sweep things under the rug and we don't address them, it creates a pride issue. It's not good. So I'm 56 and I'm still working on, but I will not let pride destroy me. So one of the things is, is I, I, I succumb to the, uh, the leadership in my home, being, the, being underneath the priest of my home. I submit to that authority and I say, this is not acceptable. But more importantly, the word says, I'm not allowed to be like this. So I fight my flesh and my carnality. I do what I got to do. And every day it gets easier. But do I like it? No, I don't. Peanut gallery, mm-hmm. two cents. Do you agree? Do you have it? Some people, like, are you, is it easy for you to, to let, down, let down your pride and be humble and say you're sorry? Mm, With some the, people and some yeah, people no? Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. I, some people it's super easy. Yeah. Like Tom, mm-hmm. all day long, you yeah. can say, listen, I was wrong. I'm sorry, whatever. And situational. Like if I feel like people understand, like even if we don't agree, if you understand my perspective, it's very easy for me to be like, you yeah. know, I'm sorry you didn't see it that way. And or if they, but I think <clears throat> it's if they're ready to pounce yeah. and they're like, oh, yeah, yes. oh, yeah, that's hard. She screwed up. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, I'm yeah. like, yeah, that's hard for me. Yeah. Yep. That's why I, I like literally, so you're situational too. No, like you're yeah. having to learn it too. Did you grow up in a home where you said, I'm sorry? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody said I was yeah. sorry? Yeah. yeah. We didn't in my yeah. house. Talia? I mean, it's not really an issue for me, but. You're very, like, you're very submissive though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if you, even if you, like, don't show me, like, proof that I'm wrong, I still will be like, if I feel that I am wrong, I still will say I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I don't know. Never say you're sorry if you ain't wrong. No, yeah. yeah. Because that's a lie. Always say you're sorry if you're, like, I literally will not tell somebody I'm sorry if I know that I'm not because I don't want to lie about it. Right. Yeah. And listen, I was on the verge of a breakup with Tom because he thought one thing 
And if I would have said I was sorry, then he would have been like, okay, all is right. But I told him, I'm like, I'm not telling you I'm sorry. I know it'll make it right. And then everything will be fine. But I'm not doing it because I'm not lying. I'm not going to lie for us to be okay. Mm -hmm. It's not happening. I will never apologize just to get things passed by. You know, some people will just do it so that it brings peace to the home. Mm -hmm. And all you're doing is lying and enabling bad behavior. Or some people will do it because, like, if they don't, the ramifications of not saying I'm sorry is, like, Mm -hmm. you got a beast on your hands. Have the beast. Right. It's better to face the beast and deal with the nastiness of that individual than to lie to them so that they keep getting their way, keep getting their way. And things like, it's not good. You're lying and you'll be accountable for not being honest. Is Vanessa, it's easy for you to say you're sorry, isn't it? It is. (laughs) I will say, I grew up in a home very similar to you where everything was just thrown under the rug or swept under the rug. Yeah. And I just, I knew moving forward, I didn't want to live like that because I... I knew what it felt like to live in that type of environment, and I knew moving forward that I would change that for me, for myself. Yeah, I didn't want to change home. it. I liked yeah. it. <laughs> I was totally fine with that. Just keep sweeping it under the rug. I just never I knew where I stood with with anybody. Yeah, I, but I didn't I care hate, whether where I and stood. I hated that feeling. Oh, really? Yeah, I hated I, it. I, I was totally fine. With that. I don't know where I stood with anybody, <laughs> so. and so. I knew moving forward that I just I didn't want that to be my story. So, but you're a sensitive soul. Mm. Yeah, true. Very true. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I'm fine with whatever. Mm-mm. Love me, hate me, leave me. I know stay. that's that's what makes you so special and care. unique. So special. It does. It's, that's oh, that's special. It's not no, that I don't care about the people, but I'm like, there's nothing I can do to change it. So I'm like, if I can't change it, and I know I can't change it. I ain't sweating it. Yeah. I know, like, but that's awesome. Most people, people come and go, know, ebb and flow. Nobody can do that, though. Yeah, that's, they can. Well, they can, but like it's not like you're by nature just like, mm, whatever, move on. Like, I wish I could teach somebody how to do that. Like, people that get so offended by every single thing. Oh, like, yeah, how can true. I make them have like a little bit of hope where they're just like, okay, that's just. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing a little bit of hope goes a long way. <laughs> and this is true. Okay. Another problem is, is, being like this to a certain extent, yeah. there's a healthy side to it. Right. But it the other part about it is is having to learn not to speak to other people or treat other people the way that nothing bothers you. Right. It's been I very difficult you. for yeah. me yeah. because I don't get offended hardly at all. Or if I, I if if I get irritated by something, like it'll be momentary and right. then I'm like, I don't care. Right. You know? Like if and Heather's the same way. Mm-hmm. Like there are things like you can say to Heather and she will get offended or bothered by them, right? But internally, she works it out in her mind like I do. Right. We internally work it out pretty dang quickly where we're like, whatever, who cares? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas other people internalize it. Right. The problem is, is with people like us, we say what we're thinking and we think other people are going to resolve it the way we resolve it. And they don't. Right. Which is not good because you have to be sensitive to other people. Yeah, you do. And how they feel. And that's very difficult <laughs> when people don't ebb and flow with, like, if they leave, they leave. If they stay, they stay. I'm okay with either. Because yeah. I know that if I didn't do anything, then I'm okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I you do. can rationalize all that. Other people don't rationalize. I know. I know. 
but that makes you bad on one end. I know. Your strength is also a weakness. <laughs> yeah. I say all the time, your greatest strengths are also your greatest weaknesses. Yeah. And you have to learn that balance. There's so, that balance. I don't know. It's kind of 100%. Rough. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Sarah, go for it. I'm very similar to where my family swept everything under the rug. Um, and I'm like. Did they say they were sorry, though? No. Hardly ever? I like my never. dad said sorry twice in my whole I life. I never remember my parents ever saying sorry. Um, but now my sisters and I, I think we've gone to the point where if we have conflict or whatever, we will apologize. Yeah. But uh, I'm working through a lot of things that are like, you're hitting some nerves right now. So I don't it's know tough. if I want to say too much. <laughs> it's tough, man. Like even my mom, my mom didn't hardly ever say I was sorry. I don't even remember my mom saying she was sorry, but there's reasons because my mom really never did anything. Yeah. Not that she's perfect, but she didn't really do a lot to have to say she was sorry for. There's some people in life that are just, not not that they're perfect, but they just don't, they don't do a lot of things. Like they're just not so out there in people's like, I'm a lot, I'm out there, you know, like I'm, Yeah. You know? Yeah. And my mom, yeah. she's like a wallflower. Like, yeah. Like she doesn't say a lot. She doesn't do a lot. Now she does more so than, but she didn't say a lot. She didn't do a lot. She just was like, go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she didn't have a lot to apologize for. So in this case, my mom didn't really need to. My dad all the time needed to. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. And us as kids absolutely had a lot of reasons to apologize, mostly to my mother, and mm-hmm. never did. Okay. She never required it, though, either. Mm-hmm. She's just an easy person, which probably was not good because the healthier thing would have been to demand an apology. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because it teaches you. It's our job to teach our kids. Like, that's what t- Tom's demanded it. Like, yeah. Tom's like, we're addressing it. We're taking care of it. Yeah. And somebody's apologizing. Yeah. Yeah. Usually... If we're having to address something, it's usually me that has to apologize because he has no problem. Like, he's super humble. And even Tom, like, even, like, Tracy, like, you and me, you say it's situational. Yeah. With Tom, it's never situational. Okay. Like, he's such a great example of it is irrelevant if the person is going to gloat and be so happy that they're going to have to hear and I'm sorry for him. Mm-hmm. It don't bother him a bit still. Yeah. It's like, me. It's, it's on me. I own that. It's yeah. like, yeah. I'm like, it's on me, but I don't want to do it. It's like, <laughs> I'm doing it. I, like, yeah. to be so, like, mm-hmm. easy, which you probably can relate. Yeah, I can. Like, yeah. it's so healthy. Mm-hmm. That, see, for me, that's mm-hmm. super great for me to see, and it makes it easier for me, but yeah, it's still hard. Yeah. Still hard from yeah. a person who never really said they were sorry. Always had an excuse. Right. There was always right. a reason why. Yep, same. So the sorry didn't need to be said. Right. That's not a good place to, and it is not the right place to live. Nope. It is not healthy to be like that. It's not. Spiritually speaking, it isn't even biblically correct. It's not. To live like that. And there's a lot of people who are like me. Mm -hmm. I mean, even you to a certain extent, but you probably say you're sorry more easily than I say I'm sorry. But I I do it a lot. Yeah. I still say I'm sorry a lot. Yeah. But it's it's not fun. It's not fun. (laughs) It's not fun. (laughs) not i actually hate it but I, do. <laughs> I don't like it yeah, yeah. Ex- 
especially if I know the person loves it while I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do it. <laughs> but I do it. <laughs> I do it. I hate it. It's oh, so funny. I'm learning. Yeah. We all are learning. Mm -hmm. We all have not arrived. Okay, the next question. The last few podcasts sparked this question for me because it's not hellbound per se, but can lead to sin eventually if not stopped. You don't have to add these into the question, but I wanted to give some examples such as inappropriate joking, feeling excluded and taking yourself away from a godly Holy Spirit-led environment, wondering why others and not them, speaking negatively about tithing and not being blessed immediately, not all hellbound, but these thoughts can lead to sin. And you are absolutely cor correct, whoever wrote this question. We're gonna, what we're going to do is we're going uh, to break down each specific one that you said, because each of these things do lead to sin. And they're such a great topic. And um, I, people leave churches, relationships, uh, friendships, uh, marriages, over some of what what we're going to talk about, but I seen people. I have seen people lose family and walk away from churches, uh, ex specifically for because of the different examples you put down. So, um, and it's so funny. The people who behave like this um, and do the things that you gave, they and so many times they think they're spiritual giants. Mm. <laughs> Sarah's face went. They do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is so funny to me how some of these people uh, that do these things truthfully believe they're spiritual giants. And I'm thinking to myself, how can you be a spiritual giant if the words that you say say otherwise? Mm -hmm. You can't be. Let's look at what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3, 2. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. Ouchie mama. Yeah. That one hurts. Yeah. If that's you, and you're one of these things, that this question listed as an example, if you are one of these things, you're no spiritual giant, and uh, you're still on milk. So fix it. Easy fix. Okay, inappropriate joking. I see this a lot. It is not good. And we've talked about this before, um, but we'll address it again. Inappropriate joking, um, as a believer, when others are standing around you and they hear you say the things that you say, you show how spiritually minded you are, you ruin your witness, and then on top of that, you, um, if there's a, a, a believer who is very immature in their walk, you are now showing them that they can do the same exact thing. The problem is, is um, that will potentially weed them out and take them out of Christianity because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. So just remember what you say, who you say it to, and who you are around will either destroy your witness It'll take out another young believer potentially, or you'll tell a believer that they can make the same compromising, um, live the same compromising lifestyle that you do. And it may not remove them out of their walk with God, but what it will do is it will um, make others 
or it will ruin the witness of those people too, along with yourself. Look at Ephesians 5.4. It says, neither filthiness, this is talking about your mouth, the tongue, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. Okay, it doesn't say you're going to go to hell for any of those things, but it says you're not supposed to do them. Um, so if it says that you're not supposed to do it, but there's no, no ramification of going to hell, should we still do it? No, we shouldn't do it because it clearly says in the word not to do it. But a lot of times people will only do the things that scare them to death and will keep them out of hell. The reason it says not to do that is because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And whatever is going on in here is coming out of your mouth. And if it is something that's inappropriate, um, and we know when we've gone too far with joking. We know when it's crossed the line. Um, we know if we're being, if we're sensing, don't say that. And we still do. You're not supposed to do that. And the more you're in tune and the more that you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, if you want to wreck your relationship as far as if you want to cause yourself to have, like, it's like having a friend. If you went out with your friend and you knew that your uh, close friend had issues with certain things that you knew about them and you constantly teased them about them or you constantly shared those things with other people, and the whole entire time they kept saying, don't say that, don't say that, don't do that, don't do Eventually that relationship's going to be ruined because you don't honor or respect what that friend is asking you to do. How is that any different than the Holy Spirit? Boom, right? Yes, absolutely. It's no different. Yeah. You want to ruin your relationship, then do what you've been told not to do because all you show is a sign of disrespect and no honor, no honoring of what the Holy Spirit's asking you to do. Anybody want to add anything to that? That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, that's good? Yeah. Okay. That's really Did you good. Say, but you said that's good. Did anybody say anything else? No. Sometimes I can't hear, but yeah, I hear yeah, somebody I say something. Yeah, okay. We're, we're tracking with you. Keep tracking. <laughs> Pick up, keep picking up what I'm putting we down. We are. <laughs> okay. All right. If you're feeling, the next one is feeling excluded and taking yourself away from a godly, Holy Spirit-led environment. Now, this is, I'm going to have... Um, I will say this because the four people in the peanut gallery, well, when I give this example, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is so true. So feeling excluded and taking yourself away from a godly, Holy Spirit um, led environment. Okay. First, I would say, why are you being excluded? Because a lot of times you're excluded because you're weird. <laughs> Correct? You're weird as crap. Nobody wants to be around somebody who's so offbeat that they can't fit in mm. to even the most, like, your, your uh, ladies group, right? Your hub group that you have at your, Vanessa's house. Mm -hmm. That has a large variety of different personalities, right? Oh, yeah. Some people make it, some people don't. But even mm -hmm. the wackiest, you know, like, zany, like, people oftentimes can deal with it, uh, like Sarah. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying yeah even the most out there in personalities yeah. and I don't mean <clears throat> weirdos no right. I'm just meaning they're like there are some people that walk in the room and that like Logan Logan is different 
Not in a bad way. Yeah. But she has a side her. Anybody who's eating her placenta is not right. <laughs> <laughs> They're not right. Okay? But even they can fit in. Yeah. Because they know how to socially fit in. Yeah. Like, we all have our quirkiness. Mm -hmm. But when you're so quirky and weird, you're not going to fit in. So how about you learn to, like, conform slightly to the people that are around you so you don't make them so feel so uncomfortable around with you being there. Mm. Weirdos is not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are unkind and demeaning when they speak or have something to say. If you're like that, if your words and actions are not kind or like you take every opportunity to make somebody feel less about themselves or talk down to them, okay, you're not going to fit in. You're, I mean, the, that's not gonna. That's not gonna work. So, for me, feeling excluded. Are you excluded because you don't know how to behave? You don't know how to talk to people nicely. You're passive aggressive. Gotta love the passive aggressive. Gotta love it. I love dealing with people who have an agenda behind what they say, or the hinters. Yeah. God forbid you hint to me. Don't hint to me. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please. I got big shoulders. I can handle it. Just come out and say yeah. in an appropriate manner, in a respectful way, what you feel and what you think. Yeah. You're going to hint to me? Guess what you're going to get back from me? Sounds good. That's all you're going <laughs> to... If I ever respond yeah. to you, it sounds good. Oh, that means I am not enabling that crazy... Just mm. just say what you got to say. Yeah. For me, just say what you got. To, not not every time if I say sounds good. No, now I'm like, I know. But I'm just saying, if, like you're, look at our text. if you have an agenda behind something, <laughs> yeah. and I know that there's an agenda, and you know there's an agenda, and I reply with sounds good, it means I'm not I'm not partaking. I'm not participating. Just let's let's talk, but don't do. I don't like that. Um, so passive aggressive and people just like I grew up in a no, I'm sorry household. Mm -hmm. There's people who grew up in passive aggressive households. Mm -hmm. You got to learn not to live like that. That is not a good way to live. And people don't like it. No. Um, forceful aggressive. Got to love the forceful aggressive. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 I can I've learned forceful aggressive does not work either. Nobody wants to be around that either. Not that I've ever had a problem having friends, but I have been a bit, bit much for some at different times in life. And have I lost or have I not had friends? I've always had plenty of friends. But have I limited the number of friends that I could have had because of being forceful, aggressive? Probably. Absolutely. Uh, do I mind? No. I'd be lying if I said I did. No, I don't. But at the same time, doesn't make it right at all. Doesn't make it right. So you still can't behave like that even though it doesn't matter to you. Because there are some people who are forceful, aggressive, and it does matter to them. Both of them are wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, but have you guys, let me just ask this because of your group. Isn't it funny how there will be people who leave your group and they'll, they'll make it all that the group was not, they've, they're excluding themselves and they don't fit into the group, but it's the group's fault. Correct? Correct. I see this in church all the time. Yeah. And your group, you just had like 40 people at your house. So there have been people who have come and gone, correct? I think it was 
30. We, yeah, we had 29 no. women and 33 kids. But the week before that, wasn't it 40? <laughs> if you include all the kids. Yes. Okay, so, okay, we'll not include the kids. Yeah. So 30 so, okay. kids, 30 people, right? About, 30 yeah. women. So I am sure there are people who don't come to your group because they're excluded. They're not like, that's a click. Only the popular people or whatever. And I know in that group, there ain't popular people in there. So that's a lie. But they'll say that. But they'll say that something to justify them being excluded. It's, you know, and it's, yeah, it's sad. It, yeah. I don't know. It's, it is. It's really sad. And but it's really them. I know. And, and I like Pastor Tom says a lot on Sundays, like if you bounce from church to church and group to group and you're always somebody else is always the problem and it's the same problem. Like maybe look back at yourself and see like, am I most and of the time? Nobody does meaner than that. But. Listen, people leave <laughs> people leave churches, not just this one. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. No, no. I know most of the churches in the area. Um. And people bounce around church to church to church to church. Yeah. They do. Yeah. The most they'll stay is maybe three years. Three, if you're lucky, four. A lot of people don't go past the fourth year because they'll start getting very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like you can have people who've been healed. Yeah. Yep. You can have people who've been delivered. Yep. You can have people who've been financially uh, blessed. You can have people who have... Um, have a deeper, their marriage is better. They have an incredible walk with God like they've never had before since they've attended your church and they will walk out for the stupidest, most dumbest reasons on the face of the earth and all of it is pride. I know. No one will listen to me. Nobody respects what I have to say. Mm. It's like uh, if, if, if the church did that, and I'm talking about a church of even 40 people, it'd be schizophrenic. Yeah. It would be. I know. Because you think you can yeah. satisfy. It's just like when Tom said a couple of weeks, like a month ago, how many of you are freezing in here? Mm. Loads of hands yeah. go up. Then yeah. how many of you guys are are super comfortable that the temperature is perfect for you? Loads of hands yep. go up. Yep. How do you satisfy all those people? Right. I know. How do you satisfy those people? It's like the sound. <clears throat> how many of you think the sound is too loud? Yeah. You'll have loads of people who around yep. And then you'll say, how many of you think that it could be louder? Loads of hands go <laughs> I up. They, 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 it, I, it needs to be louder because I can bear. I mean, you will never, ever, ever satisfy people. So what you do is you try and get in there as best as you can. But the facts of the matter are, you will never please everybody. Yeah. People will leave not because God's told them to leave. Right but because that's what they want to do. And they'll have every excuse in the book and it will be justified all day long, Mm -hmm. but they're still wrong. Yep. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just like you guys with the group. Your Mm -hmm. group is large. Your group is the average church. Yeah. Seriously. An average church is 30 to 40 people and their hub group is that size. A lot of our hub groups are that size. It's the size of a church. Mm -hmm. Um, You will never, people will come and go. All day long, mm-hmm. because you'll never satisfy all those people. It's right. not possible. No, it's and not. you just have to be okay with, I can't satisfy everybody. Right. I can only do the best that I can. Yeah. And that's all there is. Yeah. You love them as you, they go, mm-hmm. and you pray for them yeah. that they'll come back. And that's what we do here at this church. Mm-hmm. If people leave, we pray for them, yeah. especially if it's not because God's told them to go. Right. But you got to let them go. Yeah. And you can't oh, hold yeah. it against them. Mm-mm. Same thing. If somebody feels excluded, yeah. that's on them. Right. Like... But there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. 
But it'll lead to sin because the more you're excluded, the more you separate yourself. Yes. And do not forsake the assembling of yourself. Correct. It's a dangerous thing. Very dangerous. That will lead to sin. Yep. I will. Wondering why others and not them. How many of us, and I am 10 minutes over, I'm going to go as fast as I can. How many of us always are like, why does that happen to them and not me? Why does all that good stuff happen to them? And I'm the same. No, you're not the same. Because if you were, it wouldn't be happening to just them. It would be happening to you too. That's the truth. Yep. What? You're like, no, you're not the same. (laughs) The end. The end. You can't stop there. Yeah. (laughs) You can't be. Biblically speaking, you can't be the same. Right. Because God is not, that's not God's covenant. That's not God's law. The law is that if you do these things, this is what comes your way. If you don't do these things, guess what? You ain't getting squat and you better not cry about it. Because you have no rights to cry about it. Quit looking at everything. Quit looking at what is happening for everybody else and start focusing on yourself. And those things will come your way because you'll get yourself right. You stay that same ugliness inside, always, you know, being jealous of what other people have, coveting whatever people, or the poor woe is me mentality. It'll get you nowhere. Right. Get you nowhere. Uh, But so many people are always looking like, um, there have been people like, why, why do they have, why do they have that? Why did, uh, why did they get a raise? I, I work at the same place they do. They got the raise and I didn't get the raise. Well, are they tithing and you're not? Probably. Um, are they doing their job in excellence <laughs> yeah. and you're barely doing enough to get by? Right. There it is. Probably. Yep. There's, I mean, there's rules. Right. Like right. they're biblical principles. Right. And you sit there and go, well, I'm a Christian, so all of it should be the same. Yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. God's not fair. Oh, God is very fair. Mm-hmm. God very is very just. fair. Yeah. It's very fair. How he has set things up and designed things for each and every single one of us is so that each of us can get to the highest level possible for wherever we're at. It's do we follow and apply what the principles are? If we do not, then we will stay the same or we'll go backwards. And all the while, some will blame other people mm-hmm. instead of ultimately looking at themselves in the mirror. Mm-hmm. The best thing you could ever do for yourself, I know I've been there, had to do it, is look in the mirror and say, it's me. It's all me. Because as soon as you look at the, in the mirror and say, what do I got to do to fix me? That's when you start going up. Mm-hmm. Until then, it's not happening. It's just not happening. Um, or the, oh, why does everybody compliment them and never compliment me? Yeah. I want to throw up. I want to throw up. Mm-hmm. Um, people in leadership deal with this a lot. People in leadership look at what other people in leadership get, and they, they wonder, why, is, why do people always say how good they are or compliment them on how well they spoke or how well they sung or whatever? And I'm just telling you, you keep wanting that, you keep desiring it, it's never going to happen. God's doing what is best for you, which is to not let that happen for you. Because if you count on what other people say about you to make you feel of value, guess what's going to happen? You're going to, again, it's just like what I said on Wednesday. You do not want to believe what people have to say about you. Because then you'll have to believe the negative that people say about you. Mm -hmm. And you don't want that either. Why don't you just be secure in who you are in Christ? Know that he's called you to do what he's called you to do. He's, you're saying what he wants you to say. It'll land on who it lands. And the people who don't like it, they won't like it. 
but you've, you've been obedient, you're doing what God's called you to do, and that's all that matters. If you're pleasing him, that's all that matters. You don't need to worry about anybody else. It doesn't matter. When you get there, you might get the compliments. Until then, and I'll be honest with you, you, you might not want the compliments because the negatives come with it. Yep. And uh, I will say ministry is bittersweet. Mm-hmm. It is bittersweet. The sweetness is far better than the bitter, and it's far more, but the bitter's rough. And if you can't handle it, right. don't cook in the kitchen because <laughs> it, it'll make you want to run. So, um, Let's see, let's see. Let me keep going. I made a list of those things. I'm going to keep going past them. Next one, speaking negatively about tithing and not being blessed immediately. That might be why everything happens for somebody else. This was one of the other examples. Maybe that's why it's not happening for them. Because if you speak negatively about life and death is held in the tongue. And those who eat its fruit, I mean, hello, you'll get the results of what you're, what you're, what you're doing. So, I made a list. If you want to be blessed, give. And I'm going to give you a list of ways you can give. Give of your time. Give of your finances. Give of your talents. And the whole entire time you're doing that, don't complain. Because it's exactly like what you said. Remember uh, last on Wednesday, she said that we are to be a joyful giver. But what's the other word that you use? Because it's another term cheerful. that's yeah. a cheerful giver. Okay, because the word says joyful and cheerful giver. Um, So you can't complain. If you're giving of your uh, tithe and offering, shut your mouth, give it joyfully, and see the results in you. If you're giving of your time, if God, if you volunteered for a position um, in the church or outside of the church, you volunteered your time to to bless somebody. Maybe it's an elderly person and you're going there um, and you're helping them throughout the day, whatever their need is or whatever. Okay, maybe you you volunteered to clean somebody's home because you have a cleaning business, and so you're planting that seed to the Lord. I will clean for free for these people because I know in turn, God, you're going to bless me with more business. Okay, while you're cleaning that person's house, don't complain about cleaning that person's house. Right. Amen. I mean, that seems logical yeah, to me, it does. It does, but, but to so many always. people, it's it's not. Right. So let me advise you. Shut your mouth. If you are volunteering in the church, and even if it's like, if you're volunteering in the kids' ministry and you have a kid that goes to the kids' ministry and you don't want to volunteer in there, if you use it, you serve it, okay? Not everybody's going to work. And, you know, it's so funny to me. A lot of times the people who don't want to serve in kids' ministry and they use it because they have a kid, their kid's the most horrible one in there. But they don't want to serve. Mm-hmm. It's, I understand why you don't want to serve. Because yeah. you, you created a monster. You don't want to go in there. And now you want everybody else to go in there and serve your monster. We don't. So you're going to have to pay your time. You created that mess. You're going in there too. But I'm just saying, if you have to serve in kids ministry and you have a kid in there, we're going to use this as an example. Use that time to die to your flesh. Serve. Be happy. Be joyful. Minister to those kids, super important, right? If you, um, let's see, um, if you're a greeter and somebody is rude and nasty to you as they're coming in, don't let that affect your rest of your time as you're, as you're greeting. Overcome and just be cheerful and joyful through the whole entire process. People are going to tick you off. Believe me, I know. It happens. Yep. 
you've committed to do something and you've committed to serve the Lord. I mean, serve and give you your time. So do it in honor to him and don't let how other people treat you or respond to you be the dictate dictating force behind that. Um, and give of your talents. If you can sing, if you can uh, make a good meal, if you can, um, like Sarah's phenomenal director. She directs on Sunday mornings. She's one of our directors for our um, Sunday morning service. Listen, if you serve in the media department, that's your church. Like we have over, we've, we had over 600 people watching and you and the media department, you need to do it in excellence. You need to do it as unto the Lord. You need to submit to the authorities that have been put before you. You need to give of your time or your talent. That talent is, so, that's a huge church that you actually are facilitating. We do the ones of the people inside the building and then you are ministering and like the ones that get saved, that's mm-hmm. held to your account. Yeah, That's huge. Yep. You have a 600-member church. If you're doing that camera, you are doing that to 600 people. Sarah's doing directing to 600 people so that she, they can see the best church service or experience it in their living room. Mm-hmm. That is huge. If you know how to cook and if you know how to do these things, you should be giving of your time or you should be giving of your talents. Don't sit in a seat Amen. so that you can be fed. Yeah. Why don't you feed others Amen. as well? Because there are lots of people who need it. Yep. If you can, if you're a great cook, mm-hmm. get the heck back there in the hospitality <laughs> yeah. and start feeding people. Bless them with your talents and your skills. Yep. You wonder why things are happening for everybody else and not you? Mm-hmm. It's because you're sitting on your hands and you're right. doing absolutely nothing for the kingdom. Yeah. Yep. Stand up, start operating in your gifts, talents, give of your finances, and I tell you, radically overnight, everything in your home will change. From your kids to uh, your finances to you. And you'll not, you will not look the same. You will not be the same. You will be different. And people will be like, what the heck happened mm-hmm. to her? Or what heck happened to him? It's because you've grabbed a hold of what the Word of God says. And you're taking it by storm. Like, like when, you take, when you go into a battle, you don't like tiptoe through the tulips. You take it by force. And that's spiritually what we're supposed to do daily in our walks with God. We don't fight against little fairies. We fight against spiritual principalities. And you got to take it. You got to take back your home. You got to take back your finances. And you got to take back your talents. And you got to use them for him instead of the world. Amen? Amen. Has anybody got anything else to add or to say? Because we are 21 minutes over. That was so good. God bless. That was a mic drop. Mic drop. So does that mean I don't lead anybody to the Lord today? <laughs> I mean, if they came here for that. I can't afford for any of you to die and go straight to hell over the weekend. <laughs> Speed edition. Until Wednesday. Okay. Speed edition. But that's that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you guys have nothing to say? No, that was so good. All right. So good, good job. Add to that. Yeah, that was good. Well, God bless, Vanessa. You're getting ready to go eat. And she's like, Hurry she's just ready up. to go. Get I don't really have anything here. to add. You're 20 minutes over. Just <laughs> waiting on me. Right. Just waiting on he me. Did. Just he shut said, up. He said, don't make my wife late. Yep, he did. <laughs> what time do you have to be there, Vanessa? Yeah, they are. We got time. We got plenty of time. Okay. I'm going to hold her. <laughs> Texas, hold them. That's good. Let's pray. Seriously, if you need the Lord and you are not saved, or maybe you have been saved, Listen, 
I know if you've been saved, the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart. He's been tugging on your heart. He's been trying to melt that hard shell, and you know he is. And maybe, or maybe you're you walked away and you're like, yeah, not me. It's not happening for me. Eventually, it will. The more you open yourself up to him, um, or for me, like it would be just a song on the radio, and I'd be like, eh, and I'd flip the station. Eventually, the songs. As they played, I'd be like, not as hard. It's like, because that's what uh, Jesus is. He's such a gentleman. And what he does is he just, he just waits for the right moment. He tries, he just keeps trying to draw you in and draw you back because he wants relationship with you. The, the thing is, is we think, um, we think he thinks we need him. But in all actuality, God just wants us. He, he wants that relationship with us. The Holy Spirit and Jesus, they, they're like, I want you. I created you. You're my being. I don't need you. I want you. And so that's very powerful. All the while, we have our arms and we resist him. But as he draws us in so sweetly, so kindly, um, and some of you know what I'm talking about, we become more softer and softer. And, and God, each and every single one of us, God has either made you a very good uh, speaker so that you could share the gospel and win people to the Lord. He's made you very talented in music, whether it be singing or instrumental, because he wants to use you for uh, worship. Um, He has made you have gifts and talents of encouragement and hospitality because you can bring people into your kitchen or your table and share the gospel with them through the gifts that he's given you through being able to be an encourager or just simply through the food. I mean, listen, no one greater has been won by feeding their belly. I mean, that's a, such a great skill set to be able to cook and share the gospel with people through just simply feeding them. And so every single one of us has been, ge- been given a gift and a talent, and they all should be used for him. And maybe at one time you were, and it's not you're not receptive to it, but God will keep coming after you. And maybe you are within the sound of my voice and you totally get what I am saying. Jesus is longing for you to come home and he is longing for you to use your skill set that he has blessed you with for him so that others get the same thing or return to the fold or get a new life in him. And you will be able to hold that to your account when you go to heaven that you took others with you. If you don't know him today, I encourage you strongly, strongly to make that decision because he so longingly wants you and, and desires to have a relationship with you. It'll be like no relationship you've ever had in your whole entire life. It is the best thing going. So if you would love this, say this prayer with me. It's super simple. It's super fast. It's super easy, and it's not complicated. Heavenly Father, I come to you right now. I thank you, Father, for dying on the cross. I thank you for dying for my sins, every single one of them. I thank you because of that, heaven can be mine. I ask you to forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, make me new. And from now on, whatever you say to do, I will do. Wherever you tell me to go, I will go. Whatever you tell me not to do, I will not do. Whatever you say to do, I will do. I will use my gifts and talents for you. 
I thank you for giving them to me and blessing me. And from this moment on, I will live for you forever. You are the Lord of my life. I thank you. I praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you said that prayer, you are golden. Listen, you can be taken out tomorrow and you're going to heaven. It's that simple. It's not going to happen because, listen, um, once you get saved, you have a hedge of protection around you. And some 90, um, excuse me, in Genesis, it tells you that you will live to 120 years. Psalm 91 says, long life will I give you. So you ain't going nowhere. You got plenty to do. Live for him. Have a great weekend. I will see you on Wednesday. And if you're in the area or you come to this church, I will see you Sunday. Be blessed. Amen. In Jesus' name. See you Sunday. Bye.